welcome back to another episode of Clock In Vibe Out. I'm your host, Reyna, and today I am joined by a TikTok star, an insomniac events promoter, the man, the myth, the legend, Sharuk Pithwala. Thanks so much for being on the show. Of course, it's nice to meet you. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Of course. Every time that I see your social media, you're always popping off, always doing cool stuff, always related to music, always super entertaining. So I definitely thought that you'd be the perfect guest to have on the show. Thank you. No, I, really, I really appreciate it. For I'm honored to be on your show, actually, too. It's, it's been- oh, thank you. That's so nice. No one's ever said that before. <laughs> you have such a big personality, so I think that this episode is perfect. I know that your Instagram fans and your TikTok fans had a lot of question minded as well. So I guess we can just jump right in. Yeah, for, most definitely. Yeah. Okay, so my first question for you is, what exactly is your day-to-day? Because you're kind of multifaceted in a way. You have all of your TikTok stuff going on, but then you also have that whole insomniac events side of things also. So if you could talk a little bit about kind of both of those, what you do, how you got started, everything like that. Oh man, this is going to take a minute, but... We got time! No, yeah, we got hella time. Well, I started TikTok like just recently and this year, this past March, I started TikTok like two months in. I graduated from uh, USC. So, you know, I was still doing school. Congratulations. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's really fun. I'm not going to lie. I had, I, had, I had an amazing four-year experience. So I got in with insomnia just last year. I didn't really peek into getting into any of the en- entertainment industry fields till like around summer of 2018 because I first started off as like being a DJ. It just sparked my interest and I just started like investing, um, of course, buying a DJ board and researching other stuff too, like how to DJ and like how to mix. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get the whole setup. At the time I was doing school too, so I kind of did like half and half. And then I was also working at um, Raising Cane's. Love that place, by the way, it's, it's so gas. I don't know if you have, I don't know if there's raising kids in Arizona. I'm pretty sure there is, right? Yeah, there is. That actually, uh, my sorority, that was our philanthropy event. Everyone had a food philanthropy, and ours was um, chicken and fries with 80 pies. So I sold Kane's chicken fingers in a parking lot behind our house yeah, for four I'm straight sure. years. It's so, yeah, it's like it's really one of my favorite restaurants. I always invest my time into something I really love and, and enjoy doing. Yeah. So it only took me about like a month and a half to really get everything right for DJ. And like, I just, I just learned everything just like that. I just started practicing. I invited like a couple of friends over. They saw me DJ for the first time, like ever. And they really liked what I was doing. And so then they, they asked me if I wanted to DJ their party. At the time I was like so nervous because man, it, it's too quick. I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I love the confidence. I love the confidence. Honestly, that's what it's all about. Sometimes you gotta just yeah, jump. No. You got a baby bird. Jump out of the nest. See if and my, you can and, fly. And my parents told me that you're going to have to take risks anyway, no matter what you do. So might as well just go ahead for, and do something that you love and take risks for it because, you know, nobody really like succeeds without failing. So I feel like that's just like the number one. No matter what you do, you're, you're always going to make mistakes until you become a master at, at what you're good at and your craft. 
That was kind of wisdom right there. No one succeeds without failing, quote. I feel like we should put that on some shirts. I feel like failure is like, you should be happy that you're failing because you can learn from your mistakes. (laughs) You either win or you learn. I feel like if you quit, then you really fail. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't really, you make mistakes and you learn. Let's, you know, just making mistakes, learning from it, and then just moving on, you know? I feel that. I think that's good advice, especially just like, In entertainment, especially, I feel like it's very easy to kind of get caught up in that and get caught up in not being the best and feel like you're failing. But I think that's a super good point that you bring up. It's Mm -hmm. you're only failing if you don't do it. If you do it and it doesn't maybe work out too hot for you, it's not that you failed necessarily. It's just that you're learning. You just got to gotta zhuzh it up a little bit. I feel like most people give up too early. I think that's the biggest problem. Yeah, I was. it's funny that you say that. I was watching the People's Choice Awards last night, and they did this whole thing, and they honored Tyler Perry because he is just absolutely an amazing human. And one of the things that he was saying was actually basically exactly that. He was telling this story about how he moved into this new house, and his water bill was so, so high, and he couldn't figure out why. So he hired someone to come dig holes in his backyard till they found water water because that was supposed to drop the bill down and this guy came over and he was digging and digging and digging couldn't find any water dug like 12 different holes couldn't find any water so he was like okay whatever never mind then his water bill was still super super high and he was like okay come back and then he was like all right here's what we're gonna do new plan regroup we're gonna keep digging until we find the water no matter if it's 200 feet down like we're gonna keep digging because he was like you never know how close you are to the water because if the water is 200 feet down and you're at foot 199 like yeah you're tired yeah you don't want to keep digging but the water is right there exactly. it's, it's, it's literally like digging for treasure you don't know how close you are to the treasure you just got to keep digging exactly exactly also this is not really related but i lived at usc for a summer Oh, for real? I needed somewhere to live. And I needed somewhere that I could live off an intern salary because I still had to pay my rent at school. I couldn't get out of my lease. And it's a 12-month lease. So I was like, oh, my God. And I straight up lived in a frat house at USC. I lived on Greek Row at USC for a summer. Which frat was there? I lived at Sigma Nu. Shout out to all my brothers out there. (laughs) What's good, boys? I was literally just there like four days ago just visiting. I know. I saw it on your story and I was like, oh, God, trigger warning. Hey. Nah, but did did you have a fun time though? Oh, no, I loved it. Everyone was so nice. And a lot of girls from my school lived there too that had internships. But honestly, my biggest problem was that I hate snakes. I hate snakes and I hate spiders. And the first thing that you see when you walk into that house is a gigantic snake. Uh, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's terrifying. No, when I was moving in, I drove out there from school. I literally finished my finals one day, packed up my apartment the next day, moved out to LA the next day. And when I got there, the snake was the very first thing that I saw. And I literally almost turned around and drove home. I was like, I don't know if this is worth it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You allergic to snakes or something? Or No, I just hate them. I just hate them. I'm so scared of snakes. Let's talk about Insomniac a little bit more. How did you get started being an events promoter for Insomniac? That's such a dope job. Yeah, no, it it really is. It's like one of the best jobs to me, in my opinion, in the world. My friend actually used to be an Insomniac promoter. I was promoting my own events and they weren't really related to Insomniac, really, because there's it's not like they're a festival or like they're like a legit event. It's just like a house party or sometimes even warehouse events. 
I did that for a cool six months. And then my friend just asked me if I wanted to get hooked in as an insomniac promoter. Me loving raves and loving music, I was definitely hooked in. It's like a really close family. I really love the people there in the environment. And we get backstage passes um, to other festivals. That's one of the best things that working for Insomnia, like you can get into events for free. I have been doing like a lot of networking calls and stuff like that over quarantine, you know, because we got some free time on our hands. And I was talking to um, one of my friends and she was telling me, she was like, listen, you just have to kind of put into perspective what you want to do with your life. Because at the end of the day, really part of what separates a job from another job is the perks that you get. So one, with being a promoter, that's so sick because you get obviously free entry to shows. You sometimes get backstage passes. And you also work with people that have similar passions to you, which has always been my favorite part about Mm -hmm. being a promoter too, because it's so fun to work with people that are so similar to you because all of the energies just kind of mesh and they just hit really different. And it's just so nice to work with people that you can actually genuinely consider your friends. For anyone that's listening that doesn't know what a promoter is, basically a promoter is exactly what it sounds like. You just hype up events, music festivals, parties, photo shoots, anything like that that needs press. And you basically are just responsible for getting bodies there. Even probably like car shows, I feel like. So if you're a car fanatic out there and you're trying to get into the vintage Mustang show, baby, you got to get on Google. You got to search up if they're looking for any car show promoters and boom, you got yourself one, a new position, a new little resume tag. And two, you got yourself some VIP entry up into that car show. I want to talk a little bit about your TikTok fame (laughs) because I was just looking at your TikTok yesterday and I have some questions for you about it. So for those of you who have not seen Sharuk's TikToks, how would you describe them? They're like kind of kind of like sketches or like bits in a way, but like like um, not embarrassing questions necessarily, but like you put people in some very interesting situations sometimes you put yourself in some no, interesting so situations because like my very first video that i ever posted just it just it just took off i was like huh i was like wait what? and then and then i just started getting followers so fast i'm like bro what is this addison <laughs> ray I, watch out Sharuk is I coming know, for your brand man. it's one of those moments where you like really see yourself start to get a lot of recognition and then I started I started getting posted from big pages like Puberty. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh my God. Puberty has been my source of comedy since like 2014. I've always been liking Puberty's posts and just watching, just looking at their content. And, you know, just, just me being on there feels so awkward. Like, it just hits different. I don't know. <laughs> Do you feel awkward if you watch your videos back? Because I feel awkward when I edit the podcast because it's just so weird to listen to yourself like when I'm listening to myself talk and talk I'm like Raina shut the fuck up bro I think that a lot of times we're all our own worst critic right like obviously I am way more harsh on myself than probably anybody else and I feel like that's just a common natural human thing you have to be like a special level of narcissist to be able to listen to yourself talk all the time and watch yourself all the time and not feel a little awkward and i'm not saying that i don't love to hear myself talk because of course i do but just at a certain point i'm like (laughs) no yeah i definitely feel you on that that's a lot of my friends too the most awkward 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 thing this happens to me a lot everything okay I have this problem where I really overcompensate yeah. a lot with joking. Like, I, that's 
how I've always coped with my trauma. Like anything that's always happened, like I can make a joke out of it, you know? And I think it's important to be able to laugh at yourself. But whenever I feel uncomfortable, I think that it's a great time to crack a joke. No matter if it's at a funeral. I have cracked jokes at a funeral recently, yeah. actually. <laughs> Terrible good. idea. Not great. Um, interviews. I try to crack jokes at interviews. Sometimes it goes great, but sometimes there's nothing worse and saying a joke that's kind of like at a risky time and the joke not landing like i oh those are the times that i'm like reina you honestly oh, need yeah to i feel like this one time i said a joke and everyone just looked at me i'm like oh i just want to hide myself in the closet man bye bye for tonight I, 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 that's the worst you're like oh it might be might be might be i was kidding no worries yeah exactly i was gonna ask um have you ever had any bad experiences or anything super notable or anything super crazy that's happened to you while you're filming your videos because sometimes i feel like you ask things that are like you toe the line you definitely toe the line sometimes of like chill and not chill but it's really good content i film some videos and sometimes it just goes out of context because of the people's reactions so that's when i know i mean i made that mistake i need to chill yeah i feel like everybody makes mistakes you can't really control that you can only learn from it so if i do something that's like out of context or out of blue or just crazy i'll never do that again i have a really huge platform i also need to be careful of what i say what i do a lot of celebrities and influencers they make that simple mistake of just once they're blown up they go a little bit crazy and just say something like weird or out of context that everybody remembers and then that haunts them that's an interesting point there is always going to be one thing that is top of mind whenever somebody says your name and you definitely don't want that to be a bad thing i was talking about that earlier with one of my friends about how yeah it'd be dope to be famous and everything but also there's so many bad ways to be famous like there's so many things to be famous for that are terrible recently Uh. bad baby you know like yeah she got a little famous bro for what for like being disrespectful to your mom on dr phil you know like i don't know if that's what i'm saying like bro like i like i don't know if that's it like some people just don't think i would think more than twice about saying anything before i say because like it's it's just not worth honestly my dream to be famous would uh, well i used to want to be hannah montana so obviously like that's the og dream (laughs) but no that's that's (laughs) right That's a classic. I feel like everyone has that. It's like you either want to be the president or Hannah Montana, or in my case, both. But regardless, I think it'd be so dope to be famous for being like an activist, like a human rights activist or something like that. I think that that would be such a dope way to be famous. And I just get so shook when I think about people that are famous for yelling on Dr. Phil. I'm like, oh, you guys really did it. You really did it. And now we have a couple questions from Instagram that I want to answer. This one I think is the best one. We already talked a little bit about not really believing in failure. The only way you fail is if you don't do it. Otherwise, you learn. So we covered that. The other question that I really, really liked from Instagram is, what is your definition of success? My definition of success is just finding your happiness. You know, I feel like a lot of people perceive success as having being rich and having luxurious things. If that's what makes them happy, you know, that's their success, you know? But I feel like a lot of people buy into that if you're rich, you know, you're automatically happy. Right. And that's not really true because I know people that are filthy rich. Rich and sad. Post Malone said it best. Exactly. Like rich and sad, you know? <laughs> that was kind of like a motivational speech, I feel like. Hey, we, we really talking over here. Like, 
I have one more question for you. Yeah. This is my favorite question to ask. And this is my favorite question to ask. I ask it on all my episodes because the answers to this one are just always amazing. They never cease to amaze me. Okay, so you, I'm sure, know that working in music and entertainment and events, you know, it puts you into some situations that are a little bit more out there and definitely give you a lot more opportunities to embarrass yourself. So my final question for you is, do you have any good embarrassing stories for us that you want to share with the audience? In general? Yeah, about your time just working in either as a promoter or maybe like from a rave or anything that kind of has to do with your jobs and entertainment. I've had like a lot. <laughs> Perfect. I just, don't know, I just don't know which one's embarrassing. Oh, okay, actually, yeah. I, I, okay, so... Yep, Spill. I'm excited. Okay, so we were at our division party, and we played this game, and it's like a truth or dare. Uh-huh. Somebody dared me to put whipping cream on one of our friends' belly button Ugh. and lick it off. <laughs> she wasn't playing the game with us. She was literally in our friend's room. So then... Um, That's so awkward. You have there. to go all, like, knock on the door. Uh, yo, Sarah, can I uh, super quick just borrow you? I just need to lick some whipped cream out of your belly button really quick. Exactly. But but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Here's, here's, the, here's the really interesting point. If I don't do it, then I have to run around in my underwear for the whole party. Oh, hell yeah. That's good stakes. Whoever made up that one was... A one. I was not with the shits. I said, "All right, I'm I'm going to do this." And <laughs> you said, "Sarah, girl, get over here." I said, "Say less." And then my friend, my friend was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Like, <laughs> I was like, "She thought I, I like have a crush on her." I was but like, "That's how you were approaching it." <laughs> that's so geek. Wait, that's awesome. Instead of like spitting just a classic pickup line, like she for bro, she thought I, that you shooting I, your shot was yo you whipped cream like that. She wouldn't let me do it. And then, like, I had to, that I had to run around the party with, like, not butt naked. Of course not. I would definitely not do that. But I turned on my, my underwear. And if I did, he would give me 700 bucks. And I did just that. And then everyone was looking at me. Oh, yeah. And keep in mind, this was not even a one division party. There was, like, three divisions involved. There was, like, 200 people, like, just with my underwear. That's awesome. And then everyone was literally like snapping me and and posting on their story and it was just weird but i was not i was not with the shit but i did it for 700 bucks oh of course of course i was an employee you do it too for a chick i just full send it but then at the same time it was just embarrassing so i love that though that's awesome that's awesome we're like a really great family because like we do like fun shit Exactly. And those memories of trauma will bring you even closer to exactly. them. It's <laughs> awesome. During quarantine, I always do this, but don't you ever just at nighttime, I just go through your memories on Snapchat and just watch them. So I have this thing that I do every single time that I'm in one of my friend's stories or if they send me a story of us that's funny or like a memory or something, I always save it in the chat. And then if I'm ever feeling sad or anything, that's literally what I do. I'll swipe over into my exactly. friend's um, conversations on Snapchat and I'll just look at all of our memes and it just, uh, it hits different. I'm a simp for Snapchat memories. Oh the biggest, the biggest. Nah, yeah, but honestly, like, I don't know. I just, I just miss being outside. Like, I know. The more I look at my memories, the more I want to just go outside. I hope it ends soon. It better. I think that one of the main problems is that we never shut down. Like, we've just been living like everything's exactly, fine. Exactly. Like, it's just weird. I, because 
It's not fine. It's definitely <laughs> not. A few people just told me that we're about to be on lockdown like soon. Yeah. Honestly, bro, I just don't give a fuck. I, I really want this to happen because, bro, I really need to go outside. And they said it'll take four to six weeks. I said, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm, I'll stay for as long as I want for this shit to be over. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. That's, isn't that crazy to think about, though? Like, the fact that all we need is a four to six week complete shutdown and all well, this shit could be over because we're going on like month, what, eight? nine of covid and the fact that this could have been over in That's literal weeks is just like oh it makes me so frustrated new zealand and 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 singapore and taiwan they did the exact same thing and it just worked out so well like people were just cooperative people weren't stubborn you know everybody was just just listening hopefully we can do that too i'm hoping that that works out for us and that we can get it all under wraps yeah i my embarrassing story is also related well not my one and only embarrassing story you gotta hear yours for the podcast one time <laughs> my this one this one is only like medium level embarrassing it's just like it's not that big of a deal but to me it was one of the most embarrassing moments of my really, summer so basically when one of my main projects for my internship was hard summer that was also like the last one of the last weekends of my internship and my birthday was coming up the next weekend and my boss knew that so she was just like yeah like the second day you don't have to work whatever so like the first day like just go with a photographer make sure he's getting all of the shots that we need on the shot list make sure that all of the um branding and everything is up to standard make sure that the coolers are good cool got it good so i'm just like running around doing my thing working all day and then the last set closing out of the house tent was mala back-to-back dj snake yeah me obsessed with mala mala is my favorite live and breathe for him love i i was working the event so i had a crew wristband right and so at the house tent the crew wristband got you like fully backstage so preston shout out preston if you're listening to this i miss you (laughs) preston was like my like my older brother, cool uncle of my summer. He kind of showed me the ropes, showed me all the cool tricks, like took me around, make sure that I had a good time. And he was like, okay, like, let's go. You want to see the set? So we'll go really quick. And then we have to go like take all of the umbrellas and everything down. Like we got to do that, but let's go. So we get backstage and I'm just having a blast, like minding my business, just vibing. Mala and DJ Snake aren't on yet. I'm just yeah. like dancing away. My favorite Insta models there backstage. So I feel like a bad yeah. bitch. I'm like, yup, me and my girl Sophia, like, what's up? Mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah. So I'm already like vibing. Like my ego is like a little bit big right now. Oh, I'm fucking yeah. hype. Next thing I know, next thing I know, there is like six gigantic French men walking towards me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like they look <laughs> scary. And then I look up and I see a ski mask and I'm like, oh my God, it's Mala. It's Mala. It's Mala. It's Mala. It's Mala. So Mala goes on. DJ Snake goes on. They're vibing. I'm literally like right up at the DJ stand. I'm taking a video and like you can just tell on my face and probably because I was literally spazzing like an idiot that I was just so excited having the best Mm -hmm. time and Preston had been doing this for a very long time Mm -hmm. at this point it was nothing new to him at all this was like one of my first times really being backstage at like a big thing and it was Mala I was so excited and I remember like a freaking out like my smile was so gigantic and so big and I turned to Preston and he goes uh do you think this is like really sick or something and I was like uh what i was like yeah don't you and he was like bro you gotta calm down and i'm literally like recording the whole thing as if i'm literally like the mom i'm like the supportive mom on mean girls i'm like yes sweetie like keep going so that was 
That was pretty embarrassing for me, honestly. Everyone was just minding their business and I was fangirling as fuck. You gotta have that time of your life. Yeah, you know, I figured like they were probably one blinded by the lights, so they probably couldn't even see me. And two, honestly, I didn't really know anybody there except for Preston. So I was like, I'm comfortable enough with Preston. He could see me geek out and be a little nerd, whatever. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But that was low-key embarrassing though. I was like, let me not in front of all these important people. Hold on. Well, that was definitely a little embarrassing. I'd been super good, though. Like, I met a lot of people that were, like, really big over the summer. But just for some reason, that one really sent me. I was just, I couldn't. I really couldn't. That was, like, in my peak rave phase, too. So, like, I was really having a field Bro, day. Bro, that is lit. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes embarrassing moments can be, like, I feel like sometimes I live for that because it's just like you're you're awake. <laughs> yeah, and you have to let yourself enjoy things. Like I, there's no way that I would have enjoyed it as much as I did if I was censoring exactly. myself. In reality, when am I ever gonna see those exactly. people again? Like, I, I, Never. I, I, Never. But that's great that you're having fun. Oh, I had the best time ever. No, I can tell. Can you tell? I'm like screaming. I was so excited. Your, your energy was was so high right now yeah <laughs> i'm like replaying it in my head it's literally like i'm there i can definitely tell you're you're already having fun just talking about it yeah, right I, I miss fest so much me too so so much the first one back though is gonna be a thousand times better than anything we've ever experienced sure oh my god i'm just waiting for that it's honestly. gonna be so sick i just want to hug my friends and i just want to listen to music and i just want to vibe i just want to see every all of my friends bro like you have no idea is there one artist that you want to see the most out of everyone if you could see one artist live tomorrow who would it be oh my god okay it's not an edm artist though because um you don't get you don't get the explanation first you just have to say the artist oh uh, damn one artist tomorrow I would, I, would, I would say drake i would say drake oh my god i would say drake too i would say Drake because i, I don't know I, I, drake just fits my vibe perfectly you know drake is just like, like the og you know like if i need to get in my feelings i can always just put on some old drake maybe like a little marvin's room but like if i need to hype myself up i can just hit it with like a little non-stop or if i just want to vibe with the windows down i can hit it with a little just hold on my going home like there's just exactly. so many moods right right and i feel like i feel like with drake he's versatile with his music he can make R&B, he can sing, he can make hip-hop, he can make a mosh pit. His music just touches everybody and it relates to everyone, you know? He's unique and he has got, He talks about different stuff. Like, he's not that type of rapper. He's not just pussy money weed. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw Drake, I literally was scream crying. I'd wanted to see Drake for so long. He's been my favorite artist for such a long time. And when I finally saw him, I was literally sobbing you can't really go wrong with drake you truly cannot when did you see drake um i saw him on his scorpion tour so two years ago same here he did that with the the migos yeah 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 with migos it was lit it was so lit no it was so good i could talk about it forever all right well i think that that is pretty much everything that i have for you i feel like that was really informative a little funny pretty good overall i feel, I feel like i feel like this podcast is everything to me <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Do you have any last minute, anything that we didn't cover, anything that you would say to people that are looking to get started in entertainment? Because that really is like all I really want to accomplish with this show. I want to show people all the dope ways that they can work in music and entertainment. Oh, yeah. Any final words of wisdom that you want to leave us with? Now's the time. Yeah, no, I feel like the most important thing, you know, you don't have to listen to your parents all the time. You don't have to listen to your friends telling you what to do. It's your world, you know, your career, you know, your everything. 
and you do whatever you want with it because at the end of the day the most important thing is just that you're happy and you know you're doing the things that you love the most important thing is just follow your dreams honestly if you really love something don't just let it slip away you know you got to you got to just chase it and you know as cliche as it sounds it's true you know what i'm saying like i've never regretted it at all i just know that if you if you never try something or if you never ask the answer is always going to be no exactly that is I think a really good place to leave off. Yeah. I definitely encourage everyone just to go out there, follow their dreams, like Shrook said, because you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. That's that's all I got to say for everybody else. As long as you work for it, you're, you're going to get what you want. And that's that. Boom. Beautiful. Couldn't have said it any better. Period. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show, Sharuk. It was so nice to talk to you. And I think that you really brought in a really good perspective. Really quick, do you want to just plug your social media before you hop off? My social medias are different, but follow me at Jerry Patel on TikTok. And my Instagram is Sharuk Patwala, but it's kind of complicated to spell. So <laughs> I guess y'all already all y'all already know you're gonna find out eventually. But yeah, just tap with me on both these platforms. Feel free to follow me at Raina HW, R-E-Y-N-A-H-W on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, the whole shebang. I'll be posting updates, new episodes, everything like that. And definitely follow Clock and Vibe out on Instagram as well for more updates, new episodes, all that good stuff that you don't want to miss. All right. Well, Sharuk, thanks again for being on the show. It was so much fun having on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. And I will... I hope all of you guys watching this podcast have a really great day. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will be back next week with another episode of Clock In Vibe Out. Bye.